that we pray. Father, we continually thank you that you look at us through eyes of love. We thank you for your unfailing love. We thank you for your chronic goodness towards us. We thank you that you are operating behind the scenes of our life. We thank you that you are ordering the events of our life on your glory. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for boldness. We thank you for grace to keep on fighting, to keep on learning. We thank you that Father, we can call you our Father. And most importantly, we thank you that you will call us your children. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our risen Lord, Jesus. Amen. Wow. We're so excited for yet another discussion. And we are really, really grateful to God that each and every week He gives us the grace. He gives us insight. He gives us the energy to have these very insightful discussions. And tonight is our final episode of the series we have been doing for the past two weeks. Titled, Fight, Run, and Keep. And we are looking at an advice that Papa Paul gave to Mr. Timothy, which we believe is at the latter part of his career or his ministry. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I'm believing God that we have memorized it. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. Paul was telling Timothy, and God is telling us, that fight the good fight, run the race, and keep the faith. So the last two weeks, we have been perusing the first two aspects of the scripture about fighting, about running, and tonight we'll be ending or concluding with keeping the faith. Well, we thank God. It's, it's, it's really a refreshing discussion because... I don't know, for me in particular, I just began to feel tired at the middle of the year. I felt like I've been running, I've been fighting, and I just needed a break. And God, as I said at the episode one or the part one of this series, that it was a chest that I felt like God was just ministering to me that um, it is He that endures to the end. He that keeps fighting to the end. It is He that shall be saved. And just this week, I'm on break from work, so... I've been reading God's generals and particularly the Healing Evangelist edition. And I'm sure I'll be sharing something from that. And I just looked at the way these people, their lives were lives of constant fighting, constantly fighting to do the will of God, constantly fighting opposition. People were constantly fighting accusations. People like Catherine Coleman, their life was one battle after another. One battle after another. People like Smith Wigglesworth, people like John G. Lake, people like um, Ora Roberts, people like Billy Graham. These are people that have been fighting for the kingdom of God, fighting to live our God's purpose. These are people who have been running the race that is set before them. And at one point, just when they think that, oh, they have finished the race, God will tell them, just as God told Joshua, that, ah, I know you have fought many battles and you are already an old man. But there are more lands to be conquered. And at the, at the middle of the year, I just felt like God was saying that, oh, we have just got into six months and you are already tired. There's more. That excitement that you started again, especially for, for, for those of us in Ghana, we have been bamboozled and marooned <laughs> by the economic situation, the hiking prices. And maybe you may have had a financial plan that, oh, I'll be saving this amount, I'll be doing this and now everything to seem to go out of the, the window because your budget literally has to triple by doing nothing and it's just tripling. And and God is saying that keep running, keep fighting, keep running, keep fighting. Maybe you are fighting last and it seems like 
just when you you have been able to overcome one temptation another temptation is coming and god is saying i keep running away from potiphar just when you think that you have dealt with one potiphar maybe you are doing a national service and somebody used to harass you and now you are you are done or you are in your final year in school or whatever anything that now you have overcome that boss at work who used to worry your life just to go to another job and realize that there's another goliath waiting for you but god's word to us is that fight the good fight, fight to keep your purity, fight to live for God, fight to be humble, fight to serve God's purposes for your life, run the race that is set before you, run to achieve your dream. That, that dream that you said, those things that you wrote down at the beginning of the year, run to achieve it. It looks like a marathon, a very tiring journey, but keep on running. If you have been fainting in prayer, God is saying that keep on praying, for men always ought to pray and never faint. And the last aspect of Paul's instruction to Timothy, which is God's word to us, is what we want to just peruse this evening. And he's saying that I missed our fighting, I missed our running. There's one important thing that we should never lose sight of, is that no matter the fights and the battles you are engaged in, no matter the races of life you have to run, make sure that you keep the faith. It's a very important advice. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Because, honey, the reality of the issue is that it is not every fight or every battle that you will win. It is not every race that you may obtain the prize. And it's a, a kind of a hard truth that sometimes we find it very difficult for, especially we, the new age Christians, to appreciate. There will be battles that you will seemingly lose, and there will be races that you just cannot complete. And it has the tendency of greatly discouraging us and making us lose hope and faith. But Paul is saying that no matter the battles and the scars you have received from life, no matter the weariness and the, and the tiredness you feel in life, make sure amidst all this fuller balloon of life that you keep the faith. Peter describes this faith in, in 1 Peter, I believe, chapter 1, verse 7. Peter calls this faith our like precious faith. Let's look at it. First, um, First Peter chapter one verse seven. And it's a very important advice, and I believe tonight's episode, God is is really ministering to us something very crucial because you are going to get tired, especially when it comes to praying. I have friends that since we completed school for some years now, they have been praying for a decent job, and it just gets wearing. At a point, they think that they have settled for a good job, just to realize one month, two months, three months down the line that this is just another messed up place and they have to keep applying for another place and it has been years and they are asking themselves when will I enter my place of rest and many of us and many of them are tempted to look for options they have applied for positions they are qualified for they, they will turn down they will apply for positions they are not qualified for they will turn down they will apply for positions that they are overqualified for that one too they will turn down and they are asking themselves when is this race going to end and God is telling us that the race may be long, but make sure that you keep the faith. So let's read First Peter chapter 1. Um, let's start from the verse 6. Peter speaking to the church and God speaking to us is saying that in all this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all, in all kinds of trial. These have come so that the proving of the genuineness of your faith which is of greater worth than gold. This is the NIV version. He said that you have gone through all these trials to prove the genuineness of your faith. 
and is explaining what your faith is. You see that your faith is of greater worth than gold, which perishes even before refined by fire. He said that the gold that we are obsessed about, it perishes by fire. But he's saying that he describes our faith of greater worth than gold. Let's look at how we put it in the in the King James rendering. I like I like the King James rendering of the verse. Is that that the trial of your faith be much more precious than the gold that perishes? That the trial of your faith be much more precious than the gold that perishes. This Christian journey and this Christian race and this Christian fight is all about our faith. It's all about our faith. The only thing the devil is interested in your life is your faith. That is why we have never seen the devil's wedding invitation before. And we will never see the devil's invitation. But why is he fighting against our marriages? Why is he fighting against our relationship? The devil does not need a car. He does not enter public transport. Neither does he ride a car or fly in a plane or take the train. But yet he is bamboozling us on every side. He is fighting against our promotion, fighting against every aspect of our life as though the devil is in competition with us. You know, it's it's understandable to a certain sense if a competitor may be at work for a particular job promotion or a particular offer is, is maligning you or spreading lies about you. You could understand that because he also wants the position. But here's the key that somebody is fighting against you. When what he's fighting against you over, he does not need it. The devil does not need your spouse. So why is he disturbing your marriage? The devil does not need your heart, neither does he need your blood or your cells or your kidney. So why is he disturbing our health? The devil does not need to raise the family. Why is he worrying our families? Why is he subjecting the lives of people to so much torment and turmoil? It's just because of one thing, is to destroy our faith in God. The whole agenda of the enemy is to prove God a liar in your life. But the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. The day we neglect our faith, we are saying the reverse that indeed God is not true. So the reason why the devil is attacking us on every side, the reason why we have to be consistent and persistent in prayer is because this man is after our faith. And this is what Paul is saying that no matter the battles of life or the risks of life you have to run, make sure that you keep the faith because it is more precious than gold. And it is that which this Christian walk is all about. It's all about our faith. So Peter, Jesus told Peter that the devil has asked to sweep you off as wheat, but I have prayed for you. And he said, when thou art strengthened, strengthen the brethren. What was the devil interested about Peter? Why did he want to worry Peter? He wanted to destroy Peter's faith. And this is what we must appreciate. The reason why the devil is coming hard at us is that he wants to destroy our faith. And Paul is saying that fight the good fight, run the race. But we must appreciate that it is not every fight that you win. And it's not every race that you win. And the fights that you don't win and the races that you seem to lose, make sure or make sure that no matter what, you will keep the faith. You will keep it. And this is very important for us tonight. That look at the story of Job. Why did the devil harass Job? It just proves to God. <laughs> Or just to prove to Job, whoever he wanted to prove to, that Job was only having faith in God because God was blessing him. So the devil was not interested in Job's children. He didn't want the child or the children for anything. He didn't want the guy's cattle, the guy's animals, the guy's business. He didn't want it. But he wanted to prove to God that this man does not have a genuine faith in you. Remember when we read Peter, the genuineness of your faith. 
And what Job did, I missed all his complaining. The guy even cursed the day he was born. Hey, but one thing he did was that he kept the faith. Even though he was bitter against God, even though he did not, you know, with the story of Job, a very fantastic story. At the beginning, Job was, oh, he was encouraging himself in the Lord. But getting to the end, and challenging him became hard. And this guy started cursing, said, cursed with the day I would, oh, the guy was just cursing left, right, center. That was when God came and said, hey, hey, it's okay. Tell me, where were you when I created the earth? Where were you when I stretched out the sea? Where were you? But I missed all the things. One thing that Job did was that he kept the faith. That he kept the faith. And I'm, I'm sorry, but it is not every prayer or it's not every expectation that God may give to you. Look at Judas. Jesus knew very well that it was this guy who betrayed him. If I go you read the account of Matthew when they were listening out, the apostles, Matthew said, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. Jesus knew that somebody was going to betray Jesus, was going to betray him. He knew it was going to be Judas, but he gave Judas opportunity upon opportunity. That is why he even made Judas the one who was keeping the, the, the treasure, the finance. Because obviously your finance minister is one of your most trusted people. Those of us in Ghana, we understand who our finance minister is and how cherished he is. <laughs> by our president. I think he was the only one who had a, a, a recognized position among the 12 apostles. And Jesus knew very well that this guy was stealing the money. But Jesus was like, Judas, every day I'm giving you another opportunity. And we could see that it hurt Jesus so much because in John chapter 17, what some theologians like to call the priesthood prayer of Jesus, he said that all those you have given me, I have lost none except the one <laughs> except the son of perdition that guy i did everything so you could say in a certain sense that jesus lost the battle of of of, of the soul of judas the soul and you could see even in that instant that peter's soul was going when he also betrayed jesus but then god he came back and you must appreciate this thing and in in second timothy chapter 4 verse 20 the whole powerful anointed brother Paul left somebody sick and close to death. And the question is, if this guy was anointed, if this guy was heavily used by God, why did he leave somebody sick? In 2 Timothy 4 verse 20. And this is what sometimes is very hard for us to appreciate. But there are some battles that you will seriously hurt in those battles. But amidst all these battles, you must keep the faith. And when you take a journey, through the lives of, of people God used, you would always find them, you always find in their lives certain battles they lost and certain races they could not finish. If you look at the Bible, you look at people like Ruth. She lost her husband. She lost her two sons. She lost one of her daughter-in-law because the guy of opera left. She was left with only Naomi. And when she was going back after she heard that there was the famine had been, there was now food in the hometown. He was going back. She said that when she got there, she said, Do not call me Ruth anymore. Call me Mara, bitterness, because God has not dealt well with me. So you can see that this woman was somebody who felt beaten up by life. But amidst all these things, she still had faith in the God of Israel. If you look at Hebrews chapter 11, when he's talking about the heroes of faith, so you would assume that in these heroic encounters or, or expose about people, you will look at how people like Noah heeded to the word of God and built an ark. You see, by faith, Sarah was able to receive strength to conceive. By faith, um, Moses was able to 
withstand the terror of, of Pharaoh by faith, Joseph, by faith, Jacob, by faith, Moses, by faith, by faith, by faith. And look at even what it says in there. Um, it says, by faith, the walls of Jericho came down. And he said, look at the verse 32. He said, what more shall I say? For time will not permit me to talk about Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith, look at what they did with their faith. They subdued kingdoms. They worth righteousness. They obtained promises. So see what people's faith could do for them. They were subduing nations. Like David, like Joseph, they wrought righteousness. They obtained the promises, the promises of God concerning their lives. They obtained it. Some of them stopped the mouths of lions. Verse 34, they quenched the violence of fire. People were walking in the midst of fire and they were singing praises. They were being jama. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. They walked valiant in fight. They turned flight the armies of aliens. And said, verse 35, women received their dead back to life. All these things were obtained by faith. But let's look at what it said before it started giving us these wonderful encounters. If you look at the verse, um, the verse 13, he said that these all died in faith, not having received the promise or received the promises. So we just learned in the verse 30, 30 going that some obtained their promises by faith. But we are also seeing in the verse 30 that some died without obtaining their promises. He said, these all died, even though they died in faith. I mean, they died still believing, still keeping the faith, even though what was promised them, they never had. And they were persuaded and they were embraced the fact that they were only strangers and pilgrims on this world. Let's look again in the verse, in the verse 35 where it made us understand that women received their dead back to life. But he said, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Verse 36, and others had trials of mockings and scorching, moreover of bounds and imprisonment. You would think that faith delivers you from mockery, faith to deliver you from imprisonment, faith to deliver you from lashes. But some of them, went through unpleasant battles and they seemingly lost. But amidst all these things, they still kept the faith. Look at the way Paul could survive several shipwrecks on high seas. Yet this man was caught and was lashed severally. But amidst all these things, he still kept the faith. And for those of us in Ghana, we have so many instances of spiritual instructors and leaders in Ghana who in one night, I think he lost four or six children who were on their on their way to a crusade ground. Their father was having a crusade and I think they were leaving school and they were coming to join their father on the crusade ground and they lost, all of them died. We look at people who have lost, I think, the story of Miles Moreau. He was lost in a plane crash. But amidst all these things, you must keep the faith. There's a spiritual instructor in America who at the plight of accusations, his teenage daughter came to tell him that she was pregnant. When newspapers are writing against you, calling you all sorts of names, the least thing you need is for your own daughter, who was a teenager by then, to come and tell you that daddy I'm pregnant. But amidst all these battles, keep the faith. You may lose your mom, keep the faith. You may not get that job, keep the faith. Your beloved may betray you, keep the faith. 
The child may not come as well expected. Keep the faith. You may not be married when you want to, but keep the faith. You may be 35 years and still you have not settled in your career. Keep the faith. You may have prayed that God will heal your brother, God will heal your sister, God will heal your mother, but still the person died. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Just recently, I think I shared one of our podcast episodes, that a spiritual instructor in Ghana lost his firstborn son, but still keep the faith. As I shared earlier on that, I was reading God's journals and I, and so many times you see healing evangelists who lost loved ones, yet still they were raising their dead, healing the sick, curing cancer as at 18 something and 19 something. Just today I was reading about Ora Roberts. Oh my God, one of the greatest healing evangelists this world has ever seen. But this dear man, he lost his beloved son and the wife in the plane crash. His son became rich due because the son went into real estate. So the son at a very young age, around I think in his 20s or early 30s, became a millionaire. And him and his wife, they died in a car crash. This guy was broken hearted. To think that that was all, one of his other sons, I think he's called Rodney, he became a drug addict and is reported that he committed suicide and died. The other son, who everybody was thinking would have inherited him, I think Richard Roberts, his wife divorced him. Amidst all these things, Ora Robert still kept the faith. He had several dreams that he was going to build what we call the a very large medical center, which he was going to call the city of faith. And he had to persuade people to sow, to donate. He had to raise so much money. He was able to raise about five million to sustain the, the health facility and the research center. But eight years down the line, the thing collapsed and he ended up having 25 million in debts. Somebody who claimed that as he was building the project, he had a vision of Jesus standing tall. You know, he was building about, I think, uh, I forgot the name, but a very huge story building. And he said one day as he was working on the construction site, he had a vision when the project was stalling. He was going to the site to pray. He said he had a vision and he saw Jesus. But eight years after he commenced that medical institution, it collapsed. And they were in 25 million debts. Despite all these things, he was to keep the faith. There was a story of, I think, Richard Roberts. When he gave, when him and the wife tried to have a child, I think that the wife became pregnant with a boy. I think, yeah, Ora Roberts' children, I think most of them had daughters, so he wanted a son. And I think Richard, the wife, had a beautiful boy. But just after they delivered the boy, in 36 hours, they lost the baby. And according to the, the God's journal, the writer, he said that a nurse in the hospital asked that is she going to remain a Christian? And the wife responded, more than ever. Hey, are you still going to remain a Christian even though you prayed for your mom, that God should heal your mom, yet still you lost her? Even though you prayed for your sibling, even though you have been praying for that job and it has been five years, it has been 10 years, you are praying for that marriage, you are a good Christian, you love the Lord, you serve in the church, you are friendly, yet still you are not getting the right person. Everybody that comes wants to just play their buffoonery, would you still be a Christian? May the response of this woman be your response more than ever. And Paul is letting us know that, hey, bro, um, hey, papa, hey, brother Timothy, my life may look successful, but after the time Paul was dying, according to history, it is said that all the churches Paul planted, none of them were still in existence after the time he was dying. All the churches were destroyed and were divided. But amidst all these seemingly battles that he lost, 
he still kept the faith. And this is God's word to you that you may not get that job. You may not have the baby. You see, that's one of the things that is something very hard for us to accept. You may not have that job. You may lose that loved one. You may not get that opportunity. It's a particular opportunity you have prayed for, you have prepared for, you have done all the right things. And yet still they give it to somebody else. I missed all these things. Honey, keep the faith. That is what Paul likes to call the mystery of his will. The mystery of his will. When I was reading about Ora Roberts, about how at the latter part of his life, he had to leave, I think, Texas, Oklahoma, to go and stay in California. The guy was just tired with the battles of life. And he just wanted a peace of mind. But I missed all these things. All the people he had healed, the thousands. It was said that in his crusades and his evening tent meetings, he literally had what they call a prayer line. And every day he used to pray for thousands of people. Not hundreds, thousands of people. Every night he used to insist that he wants to lay hands on everybody. And they were all healed. But yet, his firstborn died in a plane crash. The second was a drug addict and an alcoholic. The third was divorced. And people always argue that that third one was not fit enough to be his successor. I missed all these things. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Even in Ghana, one spiritual instructor, one of his sons at the point, we don't know whether he was mentally challenged. He came on social media doing all sorts of interesting things. But keep the faith. There's a Nigerian powerful minister. He lost his wife. And I think they had one daughter. But still, keep the faith. And it's going to work to us. 2022 is a good year. It's a good year. But the reality and the truth is that it may not be every prayer that will be answered. Not every expectation you have for God may be granted in the year. And you may end the year wondering that, hey, another year has passed. No wedding. Not even not even a boyfriend to talk about the wedding. Another year has passed. I'm still jobless. Another year has passed. And I have no child. Another year has passed. And my mom is still hospitalized. Another year has passed. And my sibling is still mentally challenged. Another year has passed. And my child is still an alcoholic and a drug addict. But God is saying, keep the faith. Keep it. Because he that endures to the end shall be saved. So life is a fight. Life is a race. But most importantly, life is a trust. Similarly, in the times when everything is quiet and dead, and life seems to be monotonous and boring. And you are wondering, when you were a young, beautiful girl, young girl, 22, you had so much hopes. And you were quoting so many things that the goal is not to be uh, the wife of a rich man, but the goal is to be the rich wife. And you look at your life, you can barely afford to buy a bicycle. But God is saying, keep the faith. No matter the trials such as you went through, He said, yes. Will I love him? So tonight, we just want to spend some time in prayer. And we're just telling God, Father, it's hard. It's really, really challenging. You see, when you are younger, it's very easy to have hope and be excited and be full of faith, full of, oh, I'll be a billionaire. I, I always say that all of us, our parents, when they were younger, they all said they'd be billionaires, but all of them are not billionaires. <laughs> they all said they'd be millionaires, but all of them are not millionaires. But we're just telling God, that the mystery of his will, his will is mysterious. Sometimes you may have everything like Abraham, but you may not have that one child. Hey, upon all the blessings Abraham had, he was still not satisfied with because he needed just a child. But amidst all these things, Abraham kept the faith. You just want to speak to God. 
and tell God that, Father, I still believe that you are a good God. I still know that your plans that you have for me are of good and not of evil. They are to take me to an expected end. But most importantly, I will rejoice in all situations. Most importantly, I would maintain my composure and my faith in you. Father, we release prayer into our future. That sometimes we are full of hope for the future. It may not be every dream that will be achieved. It may not be every goal, every, every agenda you have that may be achieved. But Father, we release prayer into the future, into our future. That Father, when we get there, no matter the storms of life that may be blowing hard against our ship, hard against our life, we will still keep the faith. This life precious faith that is more worth and more priceless than gold. Father, may we keep the faith. And Father, I pray for every listener who seems discouraged that they have finished school and they have not been able to get a decent job. That they have finished school, they have a decent job, but they are not finding a decent godly man to marry. That they have had a good job, they are having a decent person to marry, but there is no child. They may have a decent job, a wonderful marriage, a decent child, but the child is tormented by the devil. Or they may have a wonderful family, but their loved one is battling sickness. Father, we pray for every listener who is discouraged. For every listener who feels like he or she has been constantly fighting, has been constantly running, and seems there seems to be no rest in his or her life. Father, we speak your peace into our life. We speak your calmness into our lives. That Father, we say peace be still because we know that at the end all things everything will work out for our good we pray that no matter what we will still keep this faith in the name of our lord jesus amen i want to really encourage you that this week pray this prayer that god give us the grace to keep your faith give us the grace to keep the faith just this evening or earlier in the day, as I was reading about Ora Roberts and how the day he had to close down the medical center because there was no money to run the medical center. The, the writer said that he was heartbroken because he believed beyond every reasonable doubt that this was a dream and an agenda that God had given to him. He was heartbroken. It may be a failure to him. And I love what the writer said. The writer said that we may all think that it may be a failure and it may be. But then, God through that building made a strong statement in the lives of men about how medicine and the healing power of God are combined together. So to the eyes of men, you may see it as a failure. You may lose your mom and you ask yourself, what good is it in losing your mom? I've lost it, it's gone. I built a house, I built a career thinking that my mom would enjoy my money, but it's gone. My dad would enjoy my money, but she's gone. My child, I'm living for my child. And my child is literally wasting away his life. I missed all these things. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. See you next week. And remember that as we are keeping the faith, we are still giving God our very best, regardless of the disappointments and the debates. And we are still owing no man nothing but love, regardless of the ingratitude and the hypocrisy. See you next week, even as we continue our discussion with a new and exciting series. Thank you. And see you next week. Bye-bye.
before.